listening to The Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're beginning a new message that's part of the Pillars of Salvation series. Bishop Clark uses Matthew chapter 9, verses 10 through 13 as the background scripture for part one of the message, The Power and Purpose for Repentance. Today's message, The Power and Purpose for Repentance. The power and purpose for repentance. So what is salvation? The power and the purpose for repentance. What is salvation and how many of us are saved? Last week I asked you that. Is there anybody in the house willing to say I'm saved? And tell me, say I'm saved. Amen, I'm saved. Glory to God. I'm saved. Saved from my sins. Saved from a burning hell. Saved from yesterday. Do you fully understand though what that means? It's like you can become a part of a fraternity and forget what it's all about. You can become a part of a church and forget that it's really a body. You become a part of a movement because everybody else is doing it and lose the essence thereof. It's like having an inheritance that you never take claim to. It's like someone leaving you multiple, multiple millions of dollars and you won't go and pick it up. It doesn't mean it wasn't left to you. It just means that something happened to your mind or maybe you weren't aware of it, but you wouldn't pick it up. A million dollars right now would change many of our lives. A million dollars. If I told you to come to church every service for the next 365 days, every time we have church, you need to be the first one here and you'll get a million dollars. How many of you would come to church? Even sinners would come. Listen to what I'm telling you. Even sinners. Even sinners would show up. Even sinners, the low wretched sinners, would show up every service, sit on the front row, wear everything that I asked them to wear. They'll put up with all kinds of stuff, everything that I would say just to get that million. And I'm here to tell you that your salvation is worth more than the millions. Your salvation is priceless. It's an inheritance that you need to take claim to. Jesus provided it for us and we need to embrace it. I can't imagine having um, an entitlement of that much value and not taking advantage of it. I'm not endorsing the lotto, but if you read statistics, there are people who never ever take claim to multiple millions. A person may won $40 million and no one claimed it. $40 million, no one claimed it. There are words that pique our interest, they, uh, like eschatology and the prophetic. Uh, 
You start saying these words, you'll pack out buildings. Prosperity. You start talking about prosperity, how you can overcome, how you can make more money, how you can get your first million. People start sowing into that because it, it's a, a trigger, a word that triggers our interest. Start talking about the end time, um, the Antichrist revealed, uh, 666, uh, the seals opening and all those kinds of things. You'll see a whole nother group showing up. You can start talking about faith, the faith that removes mountains, faith that brings business into your land, faith that causes you to rise up, faith that overcomes every obstacle. You'll see people that want that. They'll go after it. People that want to know, they already know it, but they want to know someone else knows it. Uh, you start telling them what house number they had and, and uh, where they were last night. The prophetic, it will cause people to show up at 6 o'clock in the afternoon and stay to 12 o'clock at night just to get a word from the prophet. But there's some words uh, that uh, should pique our interest, and I'm hopefully, hopefully I'm going to help you to understand these pillars that hold up your salvation. Last week, we dealt with justification and regeneration. Today, we'll deal with two more. The first one is repentance. And before you run out of here saying another message on repentance, just let me preach to you. Let me teach to you. This is helping you to understand the value of your salvation. And I need to talk about forgiveness. So again, we're talking about today the, the power and the purpose for repentance. To be saved, you had to really confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart. Uh, that's Romans chapter 10. But there's another element is to repent of your sins. This has been consistent with Bible teaching since the first and the early church. You can't just confess the Lord Jesus. There's a turning away from the old person. It's just a turn. That's really what it means. You're heading in one direction. And you turned around. It's just that simple. Now religion has made it very difficult. Religion has said, well, you have to change your clothes and you have to change your hairstyle and you have to change your boots and you have to change your lipstick you can't wear earrings and you can't and that just pushes the people away from God but repentance means to turn you can't say I'm sorry and continue to do it <laughs> it means to turn do I have anybody in the house today if you catch a child stealing cookies or taking cookies without permission out of the cookie jar and you say you caught them right and you say, uh, you can't do that. Now, you need to repent or stop that. Kids say, I'm so sorry. And while they're talking to you, they're putting their hand back in the cookie jar. What would you say to them? Probably would smack it the next time, right? You're not truthful. You did it in my face? <laughs> Well, God is watching us take our hands and putting it in the cookie jar, the sweet cookie, sweet chocolate chip cookie jar of sin. <laughs> Sometimes sin tastes good. Tony, Tony said, it feels good. <laughs> sin doesn't always feel bad. It feels good to the flesh. But what we have to understand is he's calling us to turn away from some things. Why? Because it's detrimental. 
eat too many cookies, uh, you'll get bad cavities in your teeth, and you may develop diabetes. So you stop the child from eating tons of it and only do, do it sparingly when you give permission for them to do it so they don't develop these diseases in the long run. You're really looking out for them when you tell them no. And our father is the greatest father ever. He knows what we can handle. He knows what causes death and degradation to the body and the society. And he's trying to stop it from happening. That's why he calls us to repentance. See the big picture. There are two uh, major words that we build upon. The first one is justification. Very uh, powerful word. And I, I was awakened listening to this word just reverberating in my spirit. Just as if I'd. Just as if I'd justified. Just as if I'd not sinned. Justification is always about your standing before the Lord. He justifies you. You can stand before him righteous based on his pronouncement. That's what he did for us on the cross. It's a wonderful word, a, a theological word that you need to know. And it will make you appreciate Jesus a little bit more. That you were justified by faith. Not by works, not by what you did or didn't do, by faith in Jesus. That's so powerful, that transaction. You believe in Jesus, he justifies you. Just as if you had not sinned at all. Justification also comes with it, uh, in other words, to put to one's account. To put to one's account. I, want you, I think I used... The fact that you may owe, say, for instance, you owe $10 million to someone, just a huge debt. You started a business, it grew, you got in the debt, though, business failed, and you owe $10 million. And suddenly you're riding on a plane, and this lady gets sick, and she has a heart attack, and you took your CPR class at Truth Revealed, and you learned how to do CPR. And you saw the need, you looked around, there was no physician. You saw the need, you looked around, there was no physician. So you swooped down on her, gave her CPR, and revived her. Didn't know it was Bezos' wife. He's worth 150, at least 150 billion. And so what he did is decide to give you 15 billion of his wealth. And he put it in your account. Not only did he take care of your debt, but he put $15 billion in your account. Now, how many of you would say, wave your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care if that happened? <laughs> now, this is a man that can change your life like that. He could just change your life if you did something powerful. There was a guy, a crazy guy that was on the Word Network years ago, and he was preaching on the street. He didn't have much theological training, but he was preaching on the street. And this man preached, and this girl was on crack cocaine and uh, didn't know that her father was a multimillionaire. He couldn't get her off drugs. And when he was preaching, she came off the drugs. He was able to rehabilitate her and and uh, she went to a rehab and everything. And she told her daddy, that man right there, that man right there preached the gospel. So the preacher, the man came to his church. It was a very small church, very small church. And said, what do you want? He said, well, I want to be on television. You got it. What else you want? I need a semi-truck of equipment. You got it. What else you want? 
Send my truck. I need 30 million. You got it. What else you want? Just like that. And he changed his life. This is a true story that I'm telling you about. I'm trying to move your exaggeration to show you how powerful these pillars are and what, how people's lives have been changed by other people. And I'm trying to show you how God is way bigger than that. Huge. And, and we will clap our hands when we hear about these things. But you need to see your salvation. What he did for you is so valuable. Yet we throw pennies at it, glory to God. It's like him paying your $10 million debt and then for it giving you $15 billion And put it in your account. That you could never exhaust. Thank you Jesus. That would give us a reason to praise right? So I have to show it, show it to us in a natural sense. So you can get a sense. Uh, a real sense of what God has done in the spiritual realm. It is virtually impossible to wash your inner self. You can wash the external you can't even clean your own blood with soap and water. You would bring death to your body. Blood has to be cleansed in a different way. And you can't rub out your consciousness. You can't meditate until you get beyond your sin. You must come to the end of it. Okay, okay, I'm a Buddhist, Bishop. We, we, we meditate, okay. Well, where do you, when do you come to the end of yourself? Well, meditation doesn't fix this thing. Because there's nothing that can wash away the sin in your mind and in your heart. Only the blood of Jesus. And that's why it's so important for you to understand it. God wants you to intellectually get this. Not to be hell scared. When I was coming up, especially in the Pentecostal church, every message was about hell. Get right or get left. What in hell do you want? That kind of preaching pushed the whole generation away from the church. Because all they thought about is getting you physically out of the world. But it did very little about changing your mind about how you view God. Everybody thought God was the big man with the long beard with a hammer that wants to, to hit you over the head every time you mess up. But he's a loving father. He's a good, good father. That's who he is. He's a good father. Like Minerva was talking about her father. He's a good daddy. He took care of us. This is how your father. He doesn't want you running away or not doing anything because you're afraid of him. He wants you to honor him. To see what he has bestowed upon you. The love that he's administered to you, like adding 15 billion to your account when you were in debt, debt 10 million. Just because he loved what you do, just because he loves the essence of who you are. Actually, before you do anything, he loves you that way. And so justification is always about your standing before the Lord. But regeneration has to do, uh, takes place in the believer's heart. Scripture says in Ephesians 2 and 1, it says, For you hath he quickened or made alive who were dead in your trespasses and in your sins. That theological term there is regenerated. Regeneration. Regeneration is God's answer to your problem of spiritual death. Justification is God's answer to your problem of guilt. He wipes out two major issues. 
with your fallen nature. Guilt and spiritual death with those two words. So you can stand before God with no guilt. Now if you can stand before God with no guilt, then the enemy can't push you back in the streets. Or push you out of the church because you don't fit in. You don't know God. You don't know what he did for you. <laughs> what the thing the enemy does, he's skilled at this, is he always reminds you of your past. Always. I have people coming up there with notes. I know what you did. I know what you did. Okay, I'm glad you know. And I'm glad God knows. And I'm glad God forgave me like he forgave you. You just have the privilege of privacy. None of your stuff ever came out before. But believe me, you did it. All have sinned and fallen short. All have sinned and fallen. I don't care how lily white you look. I don't care how clean your stuff looks. I don't care how you act. I don't care how proper you act. Oh, every lawyer, every doctor, every president, every person, every preacher, every member of the church has fallen into some type of sin. But God forgives. I need to put it that way because people like to fly up. They like to flag up what you did. But you need to understand I'm justified just as if I'd. Thank you, God. You need to start doing that because when you start flagging up folk, you, you, you drain your mercy pool. You need a whole lot of mercy in your life, right? A whole lot, right? When you start flagging up, your mercy starts leaking. And when you try to scoop some out, ain't nothing left. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why I can shout and praise God for my justification and my regeneration. Lost a little weight, too, so I can really praise him. Get mad at me all you want. I feel good. Like I knew that I would now. That's right. I do. Thank you, Jesus. Micah 7, verse 18 and 19. Who is a God like you? Who is a God like you who pardons sins and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? Who do not stay angry forever but delight to show mercy? You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot. He's going to pack your sins down underfoot. That's how much he loves you. And hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. And I think I shared with you all. I want you to think about off the coast of, off the, coast of at the Atlantic. If you go out there about a mile or so off coast, you'll, you'll kind of see that the ground underneath the water is sloping down dramatically. You can be about 15 feet from the surface with your gear on underneath the water, 15 feet underneath. But if you look down there, you'll see that the land is becoming very, very deep. And then all of a sudden it'll get real black because you've come to a shelf. And there's a major drop. It may be three miles down now. And there's some things down there that you don't want to see. But when God deals with your sin, he don't put them in the shallow waters. He takes them way to the deep and releases them there. 
so nobody can dig it up. Thank you, Jesus. And what he wants you to do is appreciate that. Not to say, okay, I'm passing. I can still do what I do. But to appreciate it. Appreciate the 15 billion that he put in your account. It's called his righteousness. You didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. There's no way you earned it. But he added it to your account. It's called his righteousness. He gave you a piece of his. Not for you to, slack, to throw it around like it's no big deal. To act like you can just, you know, take it or leave it. But to really appreciate it. To cry a little bit about it. My God. Like this little boy who never, he's colorblind. And his principal is colorblind. And they made these glasses that when you put them on, you can see life in real color. And when the boy put on the glasses uh, the boy this is his testimony this just happened the boy started crying he said I felt like the the colors attacked me they were so bright and then I started crying because I realized how much I lost or missed out on because I couldn't see color now for him uh, you probably would laugh and say I ah, get over it but if you were ever colorblind you would understand what he's talking about. If you ever had a malady and it's healed, then you would understand what that person who has the malady talks about. And if you've ever sinned, you should be able to understand what it's like to have righteousness imputed to you. Or for a judge to say, you're guilty, but for you, I'm not going to punish you. I'm going to give you another chance. How then can you start acting like that never happened? That's the problem with our flesh. It is never satisfied. He's throwing your, sea, your sins in the depths of the sea. Stop trying to let people or yourself pull them back up. You're talking about repentance. So what is repentance? Write it down. Repentance means to turn away from sin. To turn away from disobedience. To turn away from rebellion. And it means a turning back to God. You have not completed the turn if there's no God to turn to. So you're turning away from sin. That's missing the mark. You're turning away from disobedience. You know you're disobedient. You're turning away from rebellion. That means you know the deal. Anger is in you. And you just refuse to submit. And you're turning back to God. In the more general sense, repentance means to change. It means change of mind. Change of mind. Now one of the hardest things to do. Is to get people to change their mind. Uh, I've counseled many people. that say bishop I'm thinking about buying a car. Okay can you afford it? No not really it's going to be tight. Okay uh, what, what about the one you have right now? Well it's, it's good but I'm just tired of it. Okay alright. Have you ever thought about putting maybe three four hundred dollars in it? And put some new tires on and seeking your ride another year. You'll be in a better position to buy a new car next year. Ah! Ah! See, see, I was thinking about the car. 
See, I was thinking about the car. Okay, all right, all right. But let me help you, see? You just told me you weren't in the position. That's what you shared with me. You're not in the position to do that, okay? You got about five children. I'm asking you to reconsider. Ah! See, see, I went down there, they gave me a deal. They, they, they gave you a deal. They gave you a deal. What kind of deal did they give you? You just got on your job after being out of work for a year. Your credit score, you just got evicted out of your house. Now your credit score can't be 700. See, I prayed. I prayed, Bishop. I prayed and God gave me a deal. What kind of deal? What kind of deal? How many months are they giving you? 36 or 48? No, 72. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2534. That's reference number 2534. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. It is a joy to come to you weekly to share the gospel. If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, I believe God to return to you a hundredfold return on what you would sow into the ministry into the word of truth revealed. 
I want you to think about that. I also would like to hear from you. I'd like for you to write me a letter or email me uh, and let me know what you think about this broadcast. I'm eager to hear from the listening audience and to know how we can best serve you. Listen, stick with the Word of Truth Revealed. And until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.